This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri was perusing the stalls of fresh fruits and vegetables at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles. He loved watching new items come into season, while saying temporary goodbyes to those that were ending. What's catching your fancy today, Papa Earth? One farmer called from a few stalls ahead of Dimitri's pace. Dimitri smiled, eyeing the farmer's display of mangoes as he approached. I think I'm looking for gold today. Fruit of the gods, the farmer winked as he cut open a fresh mango, the juice running down his hand as he held out the two pieces, the sun shining off of its golden flesh. Indeed, Dimitri smiled. Did you know that in Australia, the first tray of mangoes of the season is sold at an auction, and the proceeds are donated to charity? It's an annual tradition, and the fruit has come to symbolize summer. That's pretty cool. Hey, in that spirit, I'll donate a few extra for your own cause. My cause? Dimitri asked. You're an educator. You inspire the people of this market, myself included, to learn more about the food we eat and really treasure it. I enjoy learning from you, and I love how you connect these people to produce, the farmer said as he handed Dimitri a small bag of fresh mangoes. Your words are too kind. Thank you, my friend, Dimitri accepted with a gracious bow. He made his way over to the community tables, stopping by his pie shop to get a cutting board, knife, and toothpicks. A crowd quickly gathered around him, hoping to get a good seat. Dimitri began cutting small segments of the fruit, topping each with a toothpick as he spoke. As a baby, my mother would mash mangoes for me to eat, and as a young boy, I enjoyed my fair share of smoothies, blended with other tropical fruits, or frozen pops made with fresh mango, blueberries, and coconut water. But I really fell in love with mangoes when I lived in the Philippines. I remember trying new varieties for the first time, some grown locally, sweeter than any I had tried before, some from Thailand, and of course, some from their home in India. I loved the adventure of closing my eyes. Dimitri did so as he spoke, biting into the succulent, slightly fibrous, aromatic flesh and discovering the nuances of each variety with my taste buds, some with notes of peach and coconut, some vanilla or even caramel, the flavors dancing to the back of my tongue with little taps of tartness here and there. Some varieties were smooth and mellow like a Manipuri dance and others more intricate with many different notes like tinnacling folk dance. Dimitri, eyes still closed, swayed in place with a childlike smile on his lips. Finally, with a small shake of his head to bring himself back into the moment, he continued. My parents spent quite a bit of time in India before I was born, and they brought flavors from Indian cuisine to our family's restaurant in the Philippines. My mother prepared a delicious dessert dip made from pureed mangoes with cream and served with donut holes, and my father made a mean mango chutney an Indian condiment made from green mango, brown sugar, vinegar, hot peppers, and ginger. 
two of my favorite items from across the widespread menu, if I had to pick. Dimitri motioned for the crowd to take pieces of the fruit to enjoy. But it was more than flavor that I fell in love with. It was the history, the culture, the theology, and the folklore surrounding this wonderful fruit. Dimitri picked up the last whole mango and peeled the skin back like a banana, with an exaggerated flick of his wrist, Pinky pointing out, and a goofy grin on his face. The kids in the crowd giggled as they watched him, like he was a live cartoon character. No doubt he was just as charming. Dimitri took a bite, humming contently and licking the juice from his lips with a smack. He continued. For centuries, writers in South Asia have been inspired by the fruit, flower, and leaf of the mango tree. In India, the mango plays a sacred role, though its symbolism extends through theology and literature alike, long being used to represent love and prosperity. Some even believe that the mango tree can make wishes come true, Dimitri said with a raise of his eyebrows, and many of the kids gasped with wonder, their eyes bright and wide and innocently enchanted. Many Southeast Asian nobles had their own mango groves to epitomize their social standing, and along those same lines came the custom of sending gifts of the finest mangoes of the crop. In some cultures, especially in India, ritual calls for the use of mango fruit and leaves to decorate at weddings and religious ceremonies. In Hinduism, the god Kama, much like Cupid of Roman mythology, arouses feelings of love through his arrows. One of Kama's five arrows, said to be the most potent, is tipped with mango flowers, and its aroma is what fills the target with infatuation. In the Hindu culture, hanging fresh mango leaves outside the front door during the Hindu New Year is also considered a blessing for the house. Some Hindus even brush their teeth with mango twigs on holy days, being careful to rinse thoroughly, I'm sure, as the twigs and leaves, just like the skin of the fruit itself, contain the same toxic substance that's in poison ivy, just a smaller dose. Some people may have no reaction at all to it, while others can experience that itchy, irritated feeling. Dimitri lifted one of his hands away from the mango with a look of surprise, flipping it back and forth before smiling. Looks like I'm okay, he said with a wink. The crowd chuckled. You're on a roll today, Papa Earth, the mango farmer called out from his stall laughing and shaking his head with amusement. Dimitri took another bite of the mango before continuing. In the Philippines, a local legend tells of a young man named Ben, who was very poor and yet rich in his generosity and kindness, always helping others in need. He had a heart of gold that inspired everyone throughout his village, and everyone he met had something good to say about him. That's why when Ben became sick and passed away, the entire community came together in their grief and sadness over the loss of such a fine young man. Then suddenly a fairy appeared and asked for Ben's heart. His parents obliged, and the fairy took the heart and buried it on a hillside. In time, a tree grew from the spot where Ben's heart was buried, and eventually produced a sweet fruit, the shape of a heart, as pure and gold as Ben's. Dimitri held the fruit up for the crowd to clearly see its bright, golden-yellow flesh. In another well-known story from Hinduism, one my parents loved to tell me, the sage Narada gives a mango to Lord Shiva and goddess Parvati, and they in turn decide to give the mango to one of their sons, whichever can circle the universe three times first. Dimitri stood up and began circling the community table as he spoke. Their son Kartik takes off flying around the universe on his peacock with a grin, 
knowing he is faster than his brother. But his brother Ganesha, the elephant god, is clever. He recognizes that the entire universe resides within his parents, that they are his entire world. And so he simply and steadily walks three circles around them, winning the mango. My parents would sometimes tease me when I asked for a mango, making me run three quick circles around them before awarding me the fruit. Yet another way the mango was used to symbolize love. Dimitri smiled as he made his way back to his seat. Perhaps one of my favorite tales of this special fruit is from old Sanskrit writings that tell a legend of undying love. Would you like to hear that as well? The crowd responded with an enthusiastic yes. Dimitri took one last bite of the fresh mango, and as usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. According to legend, there was a beautiful princess, the daughter of the sun, called Surya Bai. One day she fell to the earth as she was trying to escape from an evil witch. She wandered on the land, feeling alone and lost. Oh, what am I to do now? She said aloud as she stopped to rest. The king of land spotted her from a distance. Who? Who is that? I've never seen something so beautiful. The king approached her. My dear... He extended his hand and helped her to her feet. As soon as their fingertips met, they both knew that they had found their soulmate. What is your name? the king asked. Surya Bai. A name as beautiful as you. She blushed. The two fell in love, and the king chose her to be his wife. But she was still escaping persecution of that evil witch. I fear the witch is coming for me, and I must hide, she said, holding her husband's face between her hands. I can help you, he begged, but she had no choice. She transformed herself into a golden lotus. At first sight of the beautiful lotus, the king once again fell madly in love. He stood at its side, just as he did his wife. When the evil witch saw this, she knew exactly what the lotus really was, and she grew very angry. Your beauty will burn and you will not have your king, the witch called out as she burnt the lotus until there was nothing left but a pile of ashes. The king wept over the ashes, his tears staining them black. He mourned for days before finally moving on. Time passed. The king returned to his duties. All the while, a tree began to grow from the pile of ashes where the lotus once was. It was a magnificent mango tree, beautiful, tall, and strong. Once again, the king saw this from a distance. What? What is that? I've never seen something so... so the king muttered as he approached with curious steps and marveling eyes. As the king came close, a ripe mango fruit fell from the tree, and from it stepped out Surya Bai. Despite the witch's efforts, good prevailed over evil, and love proved never-ending. The king instantly recognized his long-lost wife, calling out her name and running toward her. They embraced with the same spark as when their fingertips first touched, and they rejoiced together again in love. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.